So um, I'll run through a handstand. So the, you know, one of the first things you need to learn is how to lunge. I mean, mm -hmm. if you don't lunge properly, if you don't start with you know straight arms, as soon as you kick up to that handstand, you're gonna crash. Um, we, we've all unfortunately seen yes. that. Or <laughs> it's like, I can do this. That looks easy. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> There's your arms. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, I try to explain it as like building a house. You're going to build a house straight up and down. You're not going to put your bricks, you know, side to side right. because it's going to fall. One Thank way you. I'm going to steal that. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate it, Becky. Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass with Mark McCain. You are listening to Triumph Every Day. We discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. Becky Reese. Hey. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Got to hold the microphone a little closer. Okay. There you go. Yeah. All right. Tell us your life story. All right. Go ahead. Deepest, darkest fears. Being in the seat <laughs> right now. <laughs> so Becky's a little nervous, which is normal, but... Again, we only have thousands of listeners, not millions. We have literally tens of listeners. <laughs> That's awesome. Tens. tens I like it. Of listeners. But no, in all, in all seriousness, it's normal to be a little nervous. But again, it's just conversation. So okay. don't worry about it. All right. But generally, we'll start off with just tell us a little bit about yourself. Did you grow up in Northern Kentucky? I am actually born and raised in Wilmington, Ohio, okay. which I found out that's where Chris Lemmel went to college. Fighting Quakers. I did not go to school there. They're the fighting, I think they're just the Quakers now. <laughs> the Quakers, yeah. But it was the fighting Quakers, they're which pretty, doesn't rough. make a whole lot of Remind sense. Remind me what a Quaker is, isn't it a, a religious? Yes. Like, it's the okay. guy on the oatmeal box. And they, I know that. And they, <laughs> and they did not fight. That's just, which yeah, is the so <laughs> it's uh, like oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, okay. uh, Wilmington, what is that? Like that's, uh, it's, it's, uh, two hours ish. No, it's about an hour. An hour. Yeah. yeah it's, it's literally a little bit between past Dayton. here. No, it's on between here and all the way. Yep. Yep. Get my, I'm getting my, uh, highways. Mixed that's up. where you grew up. That's where I grew up. Um, any like, again, we, we really wanted to do a full hour on the weather, but we'll just touch upon it. Um, any tornadoes in that area? Yeah, there was a bad tornado in, I think, the late 70s through Zeno, right. Ohio. And it, it, Which is yeah, always kind of crazy because you don't really think tornadoes in Ohio as much. But yeah, but that's super flat. That it's area right there, flat. I know. Anytime I drive through it, because that's the way I go kind of back home, I'm like, oh, my God, like this wind is yeah. absurd. It's wide open spaces, that's for sure. There you go. Wide open spaces. That was your first single on your latest album, yeah. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a dance instructional video. Oh, okay. She just said uh, Becky did promise <clears throat> promise us uh, some dance moves. Yeah, you guys, you guys are gonna watch the video version of this. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> it's actually bourbon in these coffee cups, so it's Great. gonna be a while. I Was know. that um, Sir Mixalot that had the song, or who is that? Oh my God! Yeah, All right, yes, it that, is. that's so. This is her. This I is, actually have a shirt that says that. This is Becky. This is Becky, this is Becky from the <laughs> This is her. All right, we're going to get to some meat and potatoes. This <laughs> All right. Uh, you're from, from Wilmington, and then, then where'd you go? When did you leave home? Because you're obviously here now. I'm here now, um, basically a transplant from um, being married to uh, my husband now of 23 years. 
Wow. Drop <laughs> some knowledge What's his there. Wow. What's his name? Phil. Phil Reese. Phil you Reese. guys have the same last name? Phil Reese. That's crazy. That's uh, weird. I, yeah. Only on <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> All right. So you meet, when did you meet Phil? And how would you meet Phil? Uh, we actually worked together. That's kind of a scary thought. But, yeah, we worked at a, a semiconductor factory um, in Mainville, Ohio. So we met there. Uh, he felt sorry for me because I didn't have birthday plans and took me out on a date. That's just what he told you. He was yeah. trying to take you. I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Nobody's he's, asking you to go. That's fine. He said that, but I promise you that was his plan all along. <laughs> you fell for it. <laughs> I did. And here we are. <laughs> Not a problem. But, so. Okay. So, and that was, that wasn't, you've been married for 23 years. We've been together 23 years, married, uh, let's see, 18. 18. Okay. Yep. Um, and then is he from, he is born and raised in Erlanger, Kentucky, which is why I am here. Gotcha. So he, tr he tried to live, uh, in Ohio and it was flat and boring. So he wanted to move back home. Yeah. Cause Erlanger is just the that big e. of <laughs> Erbanger, excitement. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll have to relay that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I haven't trademarked that yet. So, so um, when did you end up moving moving here then? Because you, you tried to live in Mainville for a little Let's while. Say we, it was uh, actually um, 1999. We built or bought a house together. And then... Um, did you party like it was 1999? We actually did. We had a <laughs> kick-ass 2000 New Year's Eve party. Y2K, the world is ending. Exactly. Mm. So it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So, um, so how many children... Because you are a... Uh, it surprised me the fact that you're a grandmother. Yes. That you don't look like you should be a grandmother. Actually, I'm I'm happy to say number six is on the way. So. That's wild. <laughs> you six uh, what? Puppies. <laughs> oh, six puppies. oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, all right. So, how many children do you have? I have three. Okay. Um, my oldest uh, daughter, she's 34. Um, then my next in line, he'll be 31 next month. Zachary and then Jacob is he'll be 18 next month as well so I've got two Christmas babies that's crazy yeah and then when are the birthdays um, March 2nd is my daughter and then December 26th is Zach and December 27th is Jake let's just hang out that on that for a second <laughs> what's it like having a kid with maybe we should call him up and ask him what's it like having a birthday the day after Christmas I have actually we have done very well at keeping them separate. What do you do? Like, what, was what like, do you do, Becky? Because my birthday is December twenty seventh. Happy and birthday! It's, it's, this isn't. <laughs> it's, it's not today. So how do you keep them separate? Because I always thought that that was like the biggest pain of like, you get I, all your Christmas presents and then. Nope they they are never wrapped in Christmas wrapping. Um, the Christmas tree comes down Mom's the care. night of. Yeah. It's the other relatives the night that of? are like, hey, the night just of Christmas. I we always I mean, there have been a, a year or two in 31 years that the Christmas tree was up the next day. But yeah, God, you're a good mom. <laughs> yeah, I hope they yep. recognize I, that. I like those kids, you know, I hope they recognize that. Well, who do I share a birthday with? The 27th. My son, Jake. He'll be 18. Go. He's yep. my favorite. He's my, yeah. <laughs> I can't say that though. 
Yeah, I can. You can. Yeah. Well, let's. Which one? Which child is your favorite? Seriously. Don't <laughs> list them in order. Let's talk about the great. We'll think of different categories. <laughs> All right, and then so you have, how many currently grandkids do you have? Uh, five. So my daughter has two girls, Meadow and Larkin, and then my son has three boys, Gage, Rowan, and Easton. Mm. Very cool. Yep. I'm in the process of, of picking a baby name right now. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. I, I got tagged. I got tagged in the one like meme. It was like you know you don't realize how many people you hate until you got to name your baby. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, like again, we're you know I've been married for two years now. We're not like pregnant or anything, but Lauren has already have like you know before we even got married, she had her list of names. But she's a teacher, so oh, wow. all of the names are ruined yeah. yes. because of students. So I'm like, why? Like, where are you coming line. up with these crazy names? Yeah. She's like, well, those are the only ones that are left. Yeah. So <laughs> just say baby. Most, a, of, most baby of the B. girls that Lauren picked were like, now dated one can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just can't. Um, so we got grandkids. You've been. Is your entire family here? No, my family. They actually live in Blanchester, Ohio. Okay. So they also kind of just oddly enough where Chris's family is from. So you have that weird connection. No. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so they grew up in Wilmington. Yeah. He went to college there, and then his parents live in Blanchester. Oh, that's funny. They probably all know each other. So you had your kids pretty young because you're like what, like forty ish? Yes. Yeah. Right Very, around there. Yep. I was so you had seven. Your first kid at <laughs> seven. But no, no, seriously. Another conversation you, you had, we involved the police with. Yikes. <laughs> I'm trying to do the math, and I'm like, That's, yeah. you had your kids young, right? Yeah. So you don't have to say. That's what but, you do in Webbington, Ohio. But, There's nothing else to do. Yeah. All right. Well. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. But what was that? Maybe speak a little bit about that. Like, you grew up pretty quick. Yep. Yep. It was hard. Um, definitely had um, a life-changing event mm -hmm. um, as an adult, that is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's like... Um, it was kind of cool watching my kids grow up because of the activities that they all mm -hmm. did. I didn't get to experience, so mm -hmm. I kind of really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And maybe live vicariously. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm trying to give you a compliment in that sense of like, you know, I'm from a really small town, and when my uh, friends or whatever, if they have kids at an early age, they might not turn out as well they might use right. that as like an excuse it usually they might, tends to go this way yeah that is you know. true no uh, so what what do you attribute i mean i i look at you as someone the first time we met um someone who uh oh here we go well mistake <laughs> mistake me if i'm wrong mark but you're talking about like a little bit yeah. of victim mentality yeah right yeah like, you know like me. oh like, you don't you don't have that like like the world put me yeah. in a situation. No, no. Like, what do you attribute, I guess, that to? I decided then, um, um, I mean, at 15 years old, that's how old I was when I had my first one. Um, I decided then I wasn't going to be a statistic. Mm. So I... To have just, that maturity that young. Well, well I don't that's, know what it well, is, but... <laughs> perspective, whatever you want to say. And yeah. again, you were, you were learning. You were still a kid. Yep. But... My impression of you is very professional. Oh, thanks. And just a Boy, good all-around person. And I think... You're I professional think, compared to Mark and I. Yeah, That's extremely professional. I'm a lot older than you guys, Extremely too, professional. So. Um, but no, I just... I see someone that's got a good heart for... You know, we'll get into how you're running our kids program now and, 
and stuff like that. And it's it's just very um, obvious that you you love being around kids. I do. And I I'm do. sure now that you're a grandma, like having these it's little even better little yeah. grandbabies around, like it's yep. just I'm, I'm sure you just love the crap out of them, and uh, <laughs> it's just really cool to see, you know. So. Um, I'm not sure if that was there was a question in there, but more of just a, a compliment to you and well, thank you. Um, you know, I don't know your kids, but I'm sure that they're awesome as well. So I think they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now that the the family's kind of grown up again, so my parents had me at relatively young age mm -hmm. compared to where I'm at now, having my first child. Right. Um, I I always thought it was really cool that being the oldest of four that I can now do things with them as adult to where we're a little bit closer in age yeah. that makes it kind of exciting. Whereas, um, I, I have friends who maybe they're the youngest and they waited longer in life and like their, their dads were mom and dads were in their sixties or seventies, Yes, you know, by the time they're now, uh, adults. So, um, what kind of stuff can you do with your kids that, I guess you wouldn't be able to do if, if it was, I mean, there's benefits to, to your situation. You well, know? and yeah. Uh, <laughs> when my daughter and I have ever been out, everybody obviously thinks we're sisters. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. Go. She probably hates it, but <laughs> no, it, it's, it's fine. Um, but usually, I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's like the shared experiences. It's like, it's more mm. of a, a same age, you know, same generation kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's, a little bizarre but at the same time it's like I try to be you know that mature person most of the time that doesn't work out but um, no we, we really have a good time together um, lots of family um, activities that we'll do together um, and I'm able to do those things it's like and that's one reason that I you know enjoy working out with the kids and stuff it's like I've got to do something to motivate myself to be better for my family mm. yeah so is that a driving factor for you it is it is um i don't want to be that um decrepit person that can't you know we went to the pumpkin patch i don't want to be the the one who can't get on to the hayride i don't want to be the one who can't walk get through. your rascal out yeah <laughs> whatever so what know. so where does fitness fall into place for you like where did that start to kind of come into your life um to where I mean we don't have to jump to now but like when when did that kind of thought or maybe just fitness in general start to come in uh, I like, actually started uh, gymnastics at nine years old so that's yeah. been part of my life your entire life yeah. my whole life um, and um, you know even as a peer I was a peer coach back in those days so it's like I w at 13 years old I was coaching the younger kids mm. so it's like I already wanted you know to help other kids at that point just to you know learn about gymnastics and you know fitness I guess wasn't so what you were you were it's fitness but it's it's in this this realm of gymnastics so yes. like yeah, I guess yeah definitely starting there because it usually does start with sport yeah. very few people are um, you know Mark played baseball I played soccer it wasn't like we just started working out like right. it was a sport and then that turned into something else later right. on so right. gymnastics was that for you yep and that continued on through how late into your life <laughs> um, I you actually still do it now. I do. Yeah. Um, it's not as graceful as it used to be, but you know, it's, it's, it's still there. The passion is still there. Um, I actually, before my uh, youngest was born, I was taking adult gymnastics out at, um, oh gosh, I forget the name of the place, Hot Flight. 
they had an adult program there. Um, so I was still mm -hmm. working on my skills at that point. Um, and then av after that, I just kind of let it go to the back burner for a while. And then CrossFit came around about eight or nine years after my son was born. And that's when I started learning about CrossFit. <laughs> so it was, it was basically gymnastics, a little bit of a, a blank period. And yep. then, yep. okay. Yeah. Um, what, where did, um, CrossFit kind of start, you know, when did you first hear about it? What drew you to it? What, what was the kind of driving factor behind that? Because I think for a lot of people it's, it's, and I don't want to take words out of your mouth, but I know for me, it was like, this is this new thing, this new kind of experience that like had some commonalities between like the sport that I used to play. Right. And I think that was a big, this is a big draw for especially adults who were mildly even mildly competitive at some point in their life i feel like there's that that's one of the big turn-ons for people mm -hmm. um i was actually coaching gymnastics at silver lake um and at this point my son was about four or five years old um because he went to the kids program there mm -hmm. and then obviously you know i got involved there um and at some point crossfit programming came to mm -hmm. Silver Lake. Is that the, the basement thing? Yes, under mm -hmm. the pool. Who? M Matt Gouster. That Gouster. So Matt started that, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so that was my introduction to CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and then actually my husband uh, went to uh, NKY for the first time and, you know. When was that? Just out of curiosity. Because oh. we may have crossed paths, depending on when it was. It's very possible. Well, CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's well, a, it's only, a very small like, community. there was only, like, two gyms back yes. in the day. But back then, and, yeah. And NKY only... was really the only one in northern yes. Kentucky. And it, it was... I was driving from Clifton to go there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I was driving from over the Rhine. To go to that, to the that NKY, one? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, so that was, I'm um, trying to think, 2006, seven. Nine, two thousand nine, yeah, two thousand ten. Two thousand eight is basically when I started. Yeah. Two thousand nine, I think, was probably first time I stepped into NKY. So yeah. Yeah. Might have been that er that time. So. Yep. Was he early morning? Yeah, we were both uh, five a.m. We we talked about this. <laughs> we I guarantee you we, we I'm at some sure. point we took like a class together. <laughs> I'm sure. With, I'm sure. With good old Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Your whole podcast just yeah. on Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyways, um, so that, that was your kind of first four. What, what did you like about it? Um, how to me, it was completely different and I had never lifted weights in my life. So that oh, was yeah. kind of a cool aspect for me. It's like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I was introduced to Turkish get-ups and that was awful. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, but I also liked how it pushed me to do things that I didn't think I could mm. do um with weightlifting with with lifting in general um because again it's, it's not very common that you hear a female say that oh, I really enjoyed the lifting part like for like for whatever reason it's like this I'm deathly afraid of barbells and mm -hmm. like you like oh I really like that part what do you never tried it it yeah and I think that I don't know what it is about a barbell that people think they're just going to like automatically get like these massive traps or something like I've been trying forever to <laughs> get really big. I just say you're going to have to work really hard. In I've been trying really hard <laughs> to get big and it just, it's not that easy. So like, I don't know what, it, if there was a thing that like, that made you really enjoy that or if it's just the fact that you've never done it before. Uh, 
it, I think just how how strong it made me feel. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in gymnastics, obviously you're strong and you're flexible, but it, it was a different kind of, of feeling of strong. I don't Did know. Did you feel like you had a kind of a distinct advantage with the gymnastics background? I think that being you flexible yeah. really had um, benefited me for for learning. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think body awareness too. Yes. I think that that's yep. something that you can't teach. Mark and I have been doing this now for, for a, you know, a decade. We've been doing yeah. we've been doing this now for a decade, and um, we've seen people who come in and just have a knack, a knack for like learning and having a knack for like when you tell them to move their right arm, they can move their right arm. Right. Like mm-hmm. Certain people that come through the door where move your right arm and their left leg shakes. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's true. Um, so I think to attribute to getting kids into sports at an early age there's a very clear reason why yeah. right teaching body awareness not not for the fact of like you're going to be an all-star gymnast and you're going to go to the olympics like it helps you later in life learn new skills right you know it, it, and i definitely think you know i like to focus on the basics when i'm coaching um just for the simple fact most people don't want to work on that mm-hmm. so it's a hard uh you know it's a hard concept for some people um just being like you said, body awareness is, is huge. So, yeah, you know, I, like I, I think it's a, the, the fundamentals, the basics, it's like, I just took a guy through day one and, and, uh, he was a relatively advanced guy and was able to knock out, you know, a set of 10 pushups, like, which is rare, especially when people first come in, especially while so, we're asking them to do pushups correctly. Yes. Yeah. yeah chest do to the ground. Like, and, right. And all yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, that's fine too. I mean, it's obviously we want to be able to accommodate all, all people and, and abilities, but um, <laughs> so whenever we were going through his day one, I was like, you know, basically I correlated it to basketball. It's like right now, like whenever little kids come in, they play basketball. All they want to do is just chuck the ball up at the at the hoop. Yeah, it's like we're gonna learn how to dribble. What's you know, that? <laughs> it's like ah, uh, it's not the the you know the the sexy side of basketball, but guess what? <clears throat> you can't dribble the ball up the court. You're never going to position yourself to take a good shot. Yeah. So, and that, that's so, so much in fitness in general, right? So many people want to take, you know, start at the three-point line. Like I played basketball. Our coach, we weren't allowed to shoot three-pointers and warm-ups. You had to all inside and you had to start in the paint. And you had to make so many shots inside the paint and then you can move out. So many people want to come in and take these half-court shots, mm-hmm. right? Because they look cool. Right. And I think you know, CrossFit kind of went through that evolution and we're still going through it with this open and things are changing now a little bit. So many people want to come in and go right to muscle ups. Yeah. So many people want to come in and go right to body weight snatch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guess what? We need to teach the air squat. Mm-hmm. We need to teach. And that's one of the things I'm trying to full circle why gymnastics I think are so important at an early age because yeah. you can create that body awareness and that's what people need. They don't need to be going to the pitching coach and the hitting coach at age five like let these kids develop you know and by develop i mean create body awareness Mm -hmm. basic stuff you know we're loading them um at a a super early age uh, until they're ready yeah um and speaking of maybe um because you you said you were coaching kids you know 13 years old and then um taking a little bit of a break where does the where's the the teaching come back into play in your life. So you're maybe you're doing CrossFit now. Where does that teaching aspect come back in for you? I um, 
when I was um, back to Silver Lake, so, you know, obviously raising kids in my early 20s, um, you know, so then um, I guess my 30s come around and that's when I got back into coaching. And it, it's pretty much been on since then, you know, at CrossFit, at CrossFit and at Silver Lake and, you know, all of that. So, so what kind of stuff are you, are you teaching the kids so you're and it's gymnastics right so, so we're clear right you're it's just straight gymnastics class for for the most part at silver lake at yes least. yes okay. that's the, the yeah the teams and then also you know just uh basic classes so you know the stretching the the basic skills the the cartwheels the front rolls. what are that. some of the the basic skills that you would learn because again we we say gymnastics and it's not gymnastics like our highest skill gymnastics is muscle ups, handstand walks, and right. you know, like some of these, and and for lack of a better term, they're party tricks when it comes to yep. actual gymnastics. Right. Uh, they're not to say they're easy. They're they're very difficult, but they are really just party tricks. A muscle up is how you get on the rings to do a higher skill movement. Exactly. A a handstand walk is you know part of a handspring, which is part of you know these higher level evolves. things. So, yes. what kind of stuff are you teaching? Um, specifically that like kind of create that body awareness so um i'll run through a handstand so that you know one of the first things you need to learn is how to lunge i mean mm -hmm. if you don't lunge properly if you don't start with you know straight arms as soon as you kick up to that handstand you're gonna crash um we, we've all unfortunately seen yes. that or <laughs> it's like i can do this that looks easy <laughs> Boom. There's your arms. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, I try to explain it as like building a house. You're going to build a house straight up and down. You're not going to put your bricks, you know, side to side right. because it's going to fall. One Thank way you. I'm going to steal that. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate it, Becky. Thanks for the coaching building tip. Building a house. We're going to end the podcast now. Yep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the basic skills like that, you know, squeezing your body, being aware of, you know, pushing through the shoulders. Um, mm -hmm. There's just so many little things that create that stack uh, in a handstand to where you can hold it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once you're up there, you can you can start moving on to other things. Are, uh, are kids or adults easier to teach? That's a tough question. It depends on the day, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can definitely adults, see it. Adults like to think that they can do more than mm. they can and kids are kind of the opposite so you have to you have to coach them and, and encourage them you can do this you know just give it a shot you know where adults it's like okay you need to stop yeah <laughs> right. don't do that yeah you've fallen three times now yeah and your nose is bleeding yeah please stop it yeah okay. i'm definitely not an emt <laughs> okay um so now with the with the gymnastics part of it and now you have this interest in CrossFit. How do you kind of intermix those two to make it? So I've seen you coach the kids class here and it's been a really big, really big success. And I know the kids absolutely love it. Um, what kind of things are you doing to kind of keep them engaged, kind of keep them learning new skills? Because uh, when we first sat down to talk, you know, about developing this class, that was a big thing. It's not just like, you're not gonna teach these kids how to snatch, you're gonna teach them you know, how to do a handstand, right. how to do, you know, some of these movements that are, um, they're basic, but they're, they're really important for them to learn correctly. Right. Um, so in the kids class, 
I, I try to, you know, incorporate the stretching because they definitely need to, you know, learn stretching. It's, it's amazing how many kids sit so much that they, you know, when it comes to stretching, they, they can't even touch their toes. Mm, yeah. You know, from a city, even from a sitting, you know, pike position or standing to touch their toes. It's because of, you know, them sitting and, and not being um, stretching properly um, or enough. Or just um, being active in general. Just probably. being active. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because um, I feel like all, most kids are like made of rubber. And then there's like a certain day where everything turns to stone. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like I remember it's like being start. a kid and it was like you could fall mm-hmm. out of a tree and bounce and you'd be like, oh. Are you, do you follow any of like the Kelly Surratt stuff where he's trying to get kids uh, standing desk at schools and stuff like that? No, but that would be awesome. Yeah, that's, that's basically kind of his, his, so to answer your question, like Jared, it's, it is true, right? I was watching the kid that came in last night that could barely get past his knees, which is, you know, again, it's fine. You don't know what you don't know, especially right. when you're that young. Right. But you know, you think about it, these kids are in school for, I don't, I don't know how many hours a day, six, seven six, hours seven a day. Hours a day. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting down and probably with poor, poor posture. And right. again, at that age, it's probably really hard to have the awareness. Like, you know, Tommy sit up straight and he's like, Oh, wh- you know, whatever. I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I actually learned something the other day that, um, the recess that you'd get, mm-hmm. isn't necessarily for the kids to have a break. It's the mandatory time the teachers need for the midday like they they're supposed to like per whatever law like they need Mm -hmm. like this break in the midday so like you think about like even even that part Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily like structured of like oh it's for the kids to have you know it's like so the teachers have a break it's not Mm -hmm. like based around the child's needs yeah so yes to to add to your point like Mm -hmm. there there needs to be this better i think people are getting there right like you're seeing these states start to start school earlier because they know that like like stop forcing a kid to get up when he still needs to rest or she needs to rest yeah. you so mean you start school later you said earlier early yeah later that's what i meant yeah start Good school catch. later uh, I, I wasn't sure <laughs> no no they're starting school know. later because they need to I, rest I think it's kind of silly too because it's like you know the bus comes through my neighborhood at like seven in the morning and i'm like good yeah. lord there's like, a word on turkey foot that was six twenty-five. yeah i mean it's like getting picked up for school that early like it's it i mean again it's not it's it's a scientific fact they've proven it now that like a developing brain needs to sleep more right you know? and these kids aren't going to bed at eight o'clock at night exactly no. <laughs> well they may be going to bed but they're yeah, not going Becky, to yeah, sleep until 11 or 12 exactly <laughs> but i think we're so. figuring some things out because you're seeing some smell of stuff in regards to even like naps in schools right. and and you know there's schools now that have like sleeping pods and doing different things and hopefully obviously kids aren't going to abuse these types of things like oh you know I'm, i need another nap like yeah. it's, it's your third one today yeah <laughs> let's let's Time to move on. do your homework but so. mandatory play and and even i've seen some schools that have had a, a, a real bad like violence like fighting and stuff like that yeah that are doing meditation i've seen and, that yeah mm-hmm. and it's and, and even cooler you got someone like um you know, Jeremy Collins, who's a baseball coach over at yeah. Dixie, just got his CrossFit level one. That's yeah. awesome. I know Connor through, has that through too. the school, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's pretty, really awesome. it's pretty cool. And I'm not saying that again, that CrossFit is the answer to everything, but to have this little bit wider view of what fitness and health, like it used to be fitness and health and sleep were these separate things. 
you know, mm-hmm. and now they're like all, all three of them together, you know, add nutrition and like all yep. these things are all intertwined and it, it yep. has to be this kind of roundabout approach rather than just like separate entities. So, um, getting a little bit off topic, I do want to go back to, uh, talking about, you know, kids and fitness and, and how you kind of develop people, uh, and these, and these little ones maybe for later on in life. Yep. So, um, when you look at something like a CrossFit kids program, uh, or kids fitness program in general, um, what outside of gymnastics things, what other kind of things are you working on with them? Uh, definitely, um, you know, the cardio aspect of CrossFit. So, you know, as much as kids hate burpees, they actually mm-hmm. like them because <laughs> I think they hate them so much. They're like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, but you know, I trying to play, um, fitness games that will keep the kids, um, you know, engaged and, mm-hmm. and not really figuring out that they're actually working You're kind of out. tricking them in the I'm working tricking out. Them. Yeah. It's all a mind game. So that's what we do. I but mean, yeah, that's, I know I, I tell people all the time when, whenever they come through here for the first time, you know, uh, I always, it, one of the things I use is, is we, we trick you into working out, you know, you're really gamifying yeah, things. Fun. You're, you're, you realize that like, wow, this is difficult, but it's, I'm doing it with these other people and it's, it's more engaging. It's not just right. me with my headphones in trying to finish this little workout, right. you know, um, and once you're here, you don't really have a choice. You know, you're kind of <laughs> just get through the yeah, door. Just get through. Yeah, get you're through trapped. The door. Like a podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think I think that is really important. And then I watch I watch them just genuinely have fun. I think so. I mean, if you know, it, as long as I see them laughing and and you know having fun, and you know, we'll take breaks when I I kind of you know gauge their, um, you know feeling how they're feeling and everything it's like you know if they need a break then we'll take a small little break it's like i just try to do what i think i you know i feel coming back from them um for yeah let's do more or Mm -hmm. you know this was fun or you know this wasn't fun it's like okay let's let's do that there was a time uh actually not long ago i i you know had my program for the the class and one of the little guys had a terrible day at school terrible day at school and and it's just like okay we're not doing this we're going we're mm-hmm. going to do something else and we're going to just have fun and and get through this and let you relax for the this that time. is uh super 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 important because when we do it with adults where you can just tell like body language is like you yeah. have to be able to read it and some days you can just tell someone's having an off day mm-hmm. and you know and go over and you're not asking deep questions but it's like Hey, why don't you just go do X, Y, Z instead? Or, you know, why don't you just let's, Hey, let's take the weight down. Or maybe it's a day like, Hey, let's internalize that, that bad day. And let's PR on this, this back spot or something, you know? So like being able to read that, um, is is super important. I think that it really does help, uh, especially with kids too. Right. I mean, you know, they have bad days just like we do, Exactly. you know, and, and, and kids, kids can be jerks to each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's important to make sure that, you know, they can vent through, you know, their frustrations too. Mm -hmm. So if that means, you know, we're having a a class of just playing tag or, you know, Mm -hmm. playing, you know, kickball or or soccer, whatever the case may be, that's what we're going to do. I mean, I do have a plan, you know, and and we'll we'll try to stick to that plan, but I'm okay with altering. You know, it's one of those things too, you know, with adults and kids, as far as, what keeps them coming back? Yep. Like, is it is it fun? Like, yeah, I mean, if you get the best work out of your life every single day, 
but the coach is, you know, a a hole, and, and it just feels like drudgery, and right. nothing's ever good it's enough. Like, you know, da 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 da. Like, you gotta mix in some fun. Yeah. You gotta be able to get on a personal level with people. Mm-hmm. It's just customer service 101. Yeah. And in kids, it might not be as obvious that like, hey, we're you know in the customer service business. Um, but ultimately you have to be able to read a room yeah. and then guess what? You have to be able to adjust. Yep. And those are all things you just talked about. So that's yep. again, what makes up a good coach. Yep. Um, speaking of what, uh, where can everybody find the kids class? So the triumph troops class. So the triumph troops, um, right now we do them in session. So, um, we will, you know, advertise that on the triumph page, the, the, Facebook page. Um, there is a private tri- Triumph Troops page um, that as you know, we get new kids, you know, I'll make sure that the parents are in that page. Um, and then I'll also post um, an Instagram um, yep, post Triumph, for Triumph, Triumph Troops, Troops NKY. NKY. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's our, uh, our Instagram page for that. Yeah. Uh, and that is currently it's Monday and Wednesday. Yep. Right. 630 to uh, five. 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Um, so it's based on a punch card. So if you guys have, you know, anybody that wants to, to kind of hang out on the Monday and Wednesday, uh, just let myself, Mark, Becky, any one of the coaches know. We'll yep. get you squared away. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. You just use a punch card and show up whenever you wish. That's and right. Becky punches them out. Uh, it's a great time. I mean, I, I've watched I've watched those kids back there have a, a phenomenal time. Good. Just enjoying it so i hope i hope that uh we can keep keep them coming back yeah Yeah. absolutely um well thank you so much for facing all your fears it wasn't that bad right (laughs) no (laughs) wow no it was was great it was awesome she hates us she doesn't even like (laughs) i do not that's for sure well thanks for showing up today no problem i appreciate it (laughs) thanks for having me Thank you all for listening to Triumph Every Day. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. To find us at triumphstrength.net, on Instagram at triumphstrength, and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength. Thanks, guys.